The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too and welcome to My Brother, My Brother, Me, and Advice Show for the Modern Era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother and 30 under 30 media luminary, Griffin... Excuse me, everybody. Uh, I apologize for that, doing that right into the microphone. I usually have better technique than that, but can you blame me? I've got scoob fever. Oh, God. Folks, these problems don't seem to be real until they affect someone that you care about. And then it's time to really sound the alarm bells and get out there. No sooner had we pretty much wrapped up the coronavirus thing at this point. It's we're on the tail end of it, aren't we? We're it's wrapping up. This is like, we're in the credit sequence for sure. Right. Um, just as coronavirus finally gets wrapped up now, our family, (laughs) Our our family has been stricken with, uh, well, uh, just one member of our family uh, has been stricken with a case of scoob fever. Oh, it's hitting me hard. And let me tell you the symptoms. One, gotta need to have to sort of want to watch scoob all uh-huh. day. Number two, I sneeze and it makes me do sound like Scooby-Doo or uh, yeah. um, Scrappy-Doo, uh, depending on the time of day. Um, number three, an itch. A constant all body itch um, all over, but especially in my my button privates. Mm. Now, um, yeah, but I'll it's tell you mostly. I'll, t- I'll be honest with you. It's mostly the one to watch Scuba all day, twenty four seven. Travis, you had a question about my condition. Well, uh, more comment, really. Yeah. Um. It, the, the I would say the bitter irony here is that Griffin has been afflicted with this malady. But I actually, just before we started rec- recording, got my test results back, and I seem to be immune. Oh, wow. Oh, this, wow. Yeah. Wow. So you think it's and possible I, that you It's do, very rare that they're going to study me. You think you did, maybe you did have scoob fever, and now you do have the antibodies built up. And, and I don't know how that would happen. Maybe you saw a preview for it before Detective Pikachu, and you're like, I'm going to see that. Achoo! You may have actually vaccinated yourself with an inert... Uh, yeah, some of the inert I, virus. I watched a lot antibodies. of. I watched a lot of a pup named Scooby Doo, mm. um, and the doctors are theorizing that 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 contains some of the dead Scoob virus. Well, and you fucked Jabberjaw, didn't you, Trav? Well, Griffin, <laughs> I wasn't you, gonna... did, you fucked Jabberjaw, the cartoon shark from Griffin. Hanna-Barbera. Hey, Griffin. Yeah, I made love with Jabberjaw. Please, no, you made love to grape grape ape. I you would made never. love That's to grape terrifying. ape. Fuck, kill, marry, jabberjaw, grape, ape, and dick dastardly. Um, I, I can't fuck jabberjaw. jabberjaw. <laughs> you would fuck okay. jabberjaw because you have fucked jabberjaw. We've covered this. I think I'd marry grape ape. Yeah. He seems like a provider. And you know why? Because uh-huh. I really want to kill dick dastardly. <laughs> fuck that guy. Once and for all. Someone needs to. Um, I 
can't we can't really talk about our feelings about the Scoob film because our careers have taken so many twists at this point mm-hmm. that I have a not insignificant statistical chance of being in a room with people that worked on this film <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So I can't actually talk that much about it. But I will say one thing in the movie that is, is that that we meet the gang when they're kids. And when um, Shaggy adopts Scooby, he gives him uh, um, a collar with the SD on it. And he says, uh, Scooby says, I'll never take it off. Scooby's talking a lot in this one, by the way. I'm not loving it. Yeah. He's t- but he he swears he'll never take it off. There is a plot point another hour into the film, which is 10 years later, mm-hmm. uh, where much is made, much ballyhoo is made of the fact that Scoob is, in fact, taking off the collar for the first time. Hey, Shaggy. Um, I don't think that's okay. Yeah. I, just from a hygiene standpoint, I don't think that's great dog maintenance, I would say. You gotta take that off from time. You gotta do a deep sort of grout cleaning under there. Get in just there. really now, get in there. Boys, this is just a... Um, let's just discuss the facts of Scoop. I have not seen All right. it. Okay. You both have. Yeah. I'm looking at Stellar cast. Is that what you're about to well, ask? Yeah, the I cast am. Is fucking. I am stellar. looking at the IMDb cast list now. Will Forte, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I know. Because my quiz show that I was about to do with you, Travis. Let me ball it up. Uh, Sorry. Put in the trash. But it is fucking, Zac Efron, Gina Rodriguez. You Amanda fucking Seafried. know Justin loves Mark Wahlberg. Always. It's his first about animated him. film, according to IMDb. But here is my question. Yeah. Among the stellar cast is a listing for Simon Cowell as Simon Cowell. Yeah. So do they finally, does someone finally do a send up of Simon Cowell and his whole like, I don't think I like your performance, darling? Travis, if I was to tell you that the action of the film, the impetus of the action of the film is that Simon Cowell wants to invest in Mystery Inc., but not if Shaggy and Scooby are attached, (gasps) then you would think I am kidding you, but no, that is the actual impetus of the action in the film. They're looking to take on investors. Oh, boy. Simon Cowell is interested, but does not trust (sighs) Scooby and Shaggy. I hate to disagree with you, Juice, but I would say the driving force behind the film is the fact that Dick Dastardly wants to open a portal to hell so he can kill Satan and become Satan. (laughs) So these are all real facts about Scoob. Gotta watch this fucking movie, Trav. You're gonna catch the fieve. Can we do a question? Hey, let's talk about... Okay, Travis, one more thing I will say. Okay. Of the Mystery Inc. gang, Uh which one do you think gets trapped in literal hell (laughs) sacrificing his soul for all eternity in this film? Huh. Who makes the decision to sacrifice their soul for all eternity? You know, it seems to me like Shaggy would be the 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 most sacrificial lamb of the gang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So go on. I'm gonna say Shaggy. Interesting. I can't answer that, but here's what I will say: it's not Scooby. And the problem I have with that is, as Cindy, one of the gang does this act of locking themselves in hell forever so Scooby doesn't have to. And as Sydney pointed out so astutely as we watched the film, Scooby is 10 years old at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and a dog. <laughs> so 
it is. And the gang is in there like late. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's grim, but come on, folks. And yeah. he is a larger breed as a Great Dane. Ten is yeah, a long you life. hate to talk about that. And it's getting a little real in the studio. You hate to talk about it. Uh, all right, let's. But let's you would move think, on. is there a point in the discussion, Justin, when they are maybe debating who will lock themselves in hell? And does anybody? And I'm looking at Daphne here say he is a dog. He's an old big breed. Let's. I know don't know that maybe his soul is as important as our right. human soul. It's like a quarter of a human soul. I know, but we can. You know, the devil's not too discerning. Tra Juice, read that first question, maybe. Hello, brothers. Hello. I've gotten, into, I've gotten into beekeeping, and I love to spread the word about saving these lovely ladies and what people can do to help. Uh, the problem is I'm often patronized and called cute and adorable when I tell my new friends. Just seeing what I do as a quirky trait and not taking me or my hobby seriously. How can I make people understand and take my passion of saving the bees seriously or make beekeeping seem cooler and saving the bees badass? Thank you for your time, Beekeeper Blues in Texas. Uh, Let's get down to beesness. Fuck. Um, I think that it should be, I think it, it would be easy to carry around like one pamphlet that is like why we needs beads. Uh -huh. um, and hand those out to people when they laugh at you and they're like, bees aren't, anybody who says bees aren't important right now isn't paying attention. Now I will rubes. admit, I don't really know exactly why bees are important, but I think it's because they, it's something about circle of life, like bears eat honey and we need the bears to kill, to keep the coyote population in check. Yep. Um, something, something, something. The coyotes the keep the bees in check. That's the cycle. That's it's a very. It's more of a triangle of life. <laughs> it's just yeah. bees, bears, and coyote. Um, so that is a, man. I feel like I've never looked at somebody covered in bees in a beekeeping suit, like surrounded by these like uh, delightful venomous insects, and been like, "That's cute." It's always been like, I, "Wow, that's they're doing a scary thing, huh? They're brave." I think it's more. I think it's more of like if you say like we need to save the bees, people see that and like, oh, that's that's cute, right? But I think that the thing is, I think we can all agree, and uh, we're just on three gonna say it in cinema. The coolest, we need to go save somebody, and we're gonna prep for it. Scene in any movie. What's the movie, guys? One, two, three. The Matrix. Independence. That's right. Matrix. Sorry, got, there's a lag. The Matrix. I said it at the same time as you. They get all those cool shelves of guns. They go flying past them. They get the big bag. It's cool. Maybe more one of those moments is you meet a new friend, you kick open the door, and you come in. You've got one of those things that beekeepers use that like sprays smoke to like yeah, make the bees sleepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you bust in the door and you flip up your mask and like, it's time to save the bee. And you make it seem a lot more urgent. That's good. That this is saving the bees is not a passive action that we can take. It is in fact an active action that somewhere there's a bee in trouble, and you need to go save that one bee. bee. Just one bee. Well, you start with one bee, Griffin. If listen, if you could save, oh. if you go out there today and you could save just one bee, I wouldn't probably. Enough. It's not enough. Oh. I no, and listen, I don't want to make it sound like I don't love these bees and value them and hate coyotes and I'm scared of them, so I need these bees. Like I recognize that, but one bee. How many it's, bees do you think you need to save for it to be worth it, to be like a good how day? How far am I going? Am I going like out in the street, out in my front? Like I don't want to break break that that core. 
So, like, if it's just if it's just out my front yard, yeah, I'd probably do one B for my front. You'd do one B. Yeah, but, but if it's, it's not like, gonna feel like a full day, would you be like, I, I, I'm gonna no, go to Travis, bed early I today? Go, I wouldn't go to bed. I, it's fucking eleven fifty four a.m. I wouldn't go outside, save one B, and be like, time, time to call it. No. Well, that's what I was asking. If you, but what if you save like a thousand bees in the next ten minutes? Can I say something though? Yeah. I don't think I want to save a thousand bees either, because I love okay. bees and I want to save them and I want them to be like cool and spreading flower juice and all that stuff but i don't want a thousand bees near near me in uncontained like if i was a beekeeper and i had a little hive or a little one of those cool boxes like cool Mm -hmm. thousand bees love it but like i don't necessarily know i want a thousand bees in my neighborhood i would want to spread them out well let's do you think that bee smoker gas would get you fucked up oh yeah (laughs) probably i mean that's what it does to bees right yeah smokes them out yeah, smokes out. Do you think that it? Do you think your friends might get into it if you 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 also smoked them out while you smoked your bees That's out? Yeah, nice. you bonged it. Yeah, let's get faded with our <laughs> black and yellow friends here, and yes. we'll listen to some Blind Melon. Loving this, Travis. Good, good, Travis. Good, Travis. Thank everybody, you. give Tra- everybody give Travis the award now. Travis, there should be a certificate printing out Ooh, from your, right from your computer. Printer, and we got and Travis, we got all the listeners to sign it for your oh, good this belt. Is not, there's only five it, names on here. Yeah, they all stopped listening after that joke because they figured that was the series finale. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Let me ask you guys this. Let me posit something to you. The only ones left are just writing fan fiction, Extended Universe, My Brother, My Brother, Me episodes. Someone walks up to you, uh, observing six-foot uh, quarantine, of course, and says, hey, I'm on my way to go kill a thousand bees. And yeah. if you let me do that, I'll give you a hundred dollar bill. Would you let them? No, no, no. Uh, okay. No, because I could sell a hundred bees on the internet for more, or a thousand bees on the internet for more than a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? They're not giving you the thousand bees, Griffin. They're just telling you somewhere in the world, they knew where a thousand bees were, and they were going to go take them out. Yeah, no, I would ask them where the thousand bees are, and then I would push them down and run much faster than them to capture the bees myself. And then I could sell them on the internet for more than $100. Uh, see, it was a trick. There were no bees. This was like a what would you do kind of oh, situation. No. Okay. You well, blew it. Well, well, John Quinones, you now know what I would do is I would push them so fiercely over so that I could sell these thousand bees on the internet. But if you had if you had just taken the bees and not the money, I was gonna give you a thousand dollars. The fuck am I gonna do with a thousand bees? Like in my life. You're not gonna have the bees, Griffin. There were no bees. The bees were a ruse to see if you were a good person. Hey Griff, can I have some of your bees? How many you want? What? Travis, you're not if you're gonna if this is the energy you're gonna bring, Trav, you're not invited to my bee distribution party my bee tupperware party justin how many bees you need bud uh 17 should cover me just for right now 17 huh uh we talking normalies we're talking drones. i want choice cut i want choice cut okay but do we want drones or workers or warriors or i'm not giving you my queen like that's i'm not trying to get on your queen no 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 but like do you want my drones or my warriors or my just <laughs> if you could give me three wizards four druids okay and the rest just like barbarians or whatever. Now, do you want, um, if you want, I can do, if you kick that price up a little bit. We haven't talked price, but if you, I know if you kick it up a little bit, uh, you will afford a stud. I do have one stud B, and this one 
what's his name? Because I I'm actually kind of superstitious. His uh his ch- his name is Chester Bigsting, and he this dude fucks like it's his job, and he can get the I guess make the queen's eggs grow f- grow faster or make more of them. Hey hey Griffin, sorry to interrupt. Whatever Justin offers you for Chester Bigsting, I'll double it. Well, it would feel weird to sell Chester Big Sting by himself without, uh, you know, a bunch of other sort of bees that you okay, can really fine. lay the I'll pipe take, on. I'll take 60 of your bees. 60 and Chester Big Sting? Yeah. Trav, that's like- Just name your price. That's like 12 bucks, man. Oh, shit. Uh, we take 11? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll take 11. I can't believe you're letting him salt my deal. After he was foolish enough to let these bees get away in the first uh, place, I didn't realize it was a seller's market. Justin, Psst, Justin, the joke's on him. I'm just gonna send them to him in one big sort of Manila envelope. There's no way these bees are gonna survive that trip, man. Do you guys I can see you? Tri- you. Yeah, see, see, you I tricked him. Do you guys want a Yahoo? It was a honeypot. That's funny. Justin, check your Justin, check your print. <laughs> Everybody's getting certificates, baby. Oh. You know what's weird is it actually my printer is actually functioning right now. It's actually operating, and I don't know why because it doesn't. It doesn't really work. It's not plugged I, in. It, it's not plugged in. <laughs> no, it is plugged in. It's just no one ever prints anything. But so, for some reason, there's something printing. Um, why is my wife printing behind my back? That is what I need question. to know right now. Yeah. Or have my kids learned to print off YouTube? Are oh, they going to start yeah. printing out YouTube God. flip books? They're probably uh, just printing out really like rude comments about you. See you later, Cyan. Oh my fucking Cyan magenta's gone. How come it's hey printer manufacturers? Can we just call it blue and yellow? Thank you. Well, I mean, yellow is the other one, and red. Yellow is. I think that's kind of fucked up. That Cyan and magenta get to be these special, but it's not like and goldenrod. So this hasn't been funny for a little while. So let's do a Yahoo. This one was sent in by (laughs) Mike, and it's an anonymous Yahoo Answers user who I'm gonna call Boom Shkadow. Asks, why is Mono Lisa so popular? My nephew could paint it. Huh. <laughs> no one's ever talked so much about Mono Lisa. Yeah. Uh, just one of them. Just the one, not Stereo Lisa. I prefer Stereo Lisa myself. To, I got in there Come before on. you did. So I'll, okay. yeah. that one's going to be tricky to edit that joke. Um,. <laughs> But it is just a painting of a sort of like somewhat pleased lady just yeah. kind of and sitting on a chair. And what's in the background of, Mo- without looking, what's in the background of a Mona Lisa? Fields? I want to say it's a field. Justin, I hear you typing. S- some houses. No, I'm, I'm not typing about that. I'm doing other work. <laughs> oh, cool. Just, hey, then let's stop doing the fucking question. And Justin, you unpack what kind of work you're doing right now, bud. You working on that spec script for young Sheldon that you've been talking about for so long? No. One of my kids has diarrhea. And I, I was just You were responding. working on the diarrhea were, via your computer? You were, no, typing in, you were typing into your science application trying to find a cure for diarrhea finally. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. He cracked it. You were punching code into your diarrhea fixing app. And it was it was updating the algorithms. Uh, it's a uh, like a city, right? We're all guessing, right? I think I feel like I want to say like columns wanna, on a hill. I want to say it's a garden seen through a, a, a like a w- alabaster window. I'm gonna Can look. We all guess. Yes. I'm gonna look. Yeah. Now let's look and. Uh, uh, oh fuck! Now you know what? What? It's a map. It's a map. Yeah. Oh, it's a secret map. Hold up. A secret map, Griffin. Are you not seeing Hold this? The fucking phone. Travis, what are you seeing? What are you seeing in the in the in the map? 
I see there's a pathway, there's a mountain in the back. Uh yes, we gotta cross yes. a river. The yes, absolutely okay, so you see and you see the eagle there with the three arrows in its claws. Wait, what the talons? Yeah. 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 Griff, what you, you see uh, Travis, what else? Oh, you know, down here in the corner, it does say X equals three. I don't know. X equals three. Griff, are you seeing anything on your map? Oh, yeah, man. Mine is a funny mystery. There's a bridge? No. Fuck. No, I'm not seeing that. You don't see the no bridge. No bridge. Trav, you don't see a bridge, do you? No, I see a wormhole. No, no Griff. Yeah, okay, I got the wormhole. I got the wormhole. Griff, do you, uh, Griff, are you seeing anything yeah, else on there? Yeah, I see a really silly clue. No. <laughs> No, I don't have that on mine. I have the, Trav. I'm seeing your wormhole mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I'm in three. it. Okay, yeah, I see you. I'm walking I down see, the road. I'm moving. I see you, Griffin. Mona, do you see Lisa, Mona Lisa's gif. Griffin, do you see yourself? I don't. Um, no, you're on there. You're actually very yeah. prominent. You're doing my, jumping jacks, and you look really cool doing it. Yeah, it was so jumping jacks do, so, looking cool. So I'm mo- the. I didn't know that Mona Lisa. Like yeah, had it's a movement. Gift. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The the one I'm looking at is like moving. That's why. Griff, it's so do you see famous. any other things that could be clues on the map? I want to make sure you have the right. I see a ca- the right map I that see traps a calendar, and, and I know everybody no. says no, 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 no. There's oh, no man. I sure would like to play along in this bit. I have funny jokes too, but um, I guess I'll uh. You gotta keep. I just want you to find the right map because Travis and I are on it. Yeah, We're finding right, this map right. Um, oh, I wasn't looking at the right Mona Lisa. I think, okay, now I see all the great shit you guys have been talking about, the eagle, the wormhole, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, okay, good. The Kathy cartoon. Yeah, the uh, calendar that says 9-11 on it. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> I still don't see the calendar. Oh, no, actually, now I see the calendar, but it does say 9-11-2002, so. Yeah. Okay, he was off a yeah. bit. That's when Shrek 3 came out. So maybe we've got... Is that true? Oh, wait. Was Mona Lisa just like native advertising for Shrek 3? It's... Anything's possible. This this painting, it, I do feel like... It's fine. You guys are the only ones with a nephew uh, because of my powerful seed. Um, I do feel Not like cool. he could take a swing at this, though. Because it is just a lady sitting in front of this incredible map. And not even a not even like the full lady, and like legs are the hardest part. That's true. Legs and feet are super tough. The hands are a, like a chump could draw these hands. The, right. the legs are in the sequel. It's hanging below. Yeah, it. that sounds cool. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny to think about. Yeah, the background is Mona really Lisa pretty, too. and it kind of looks like Mona Lisa got in the way of a really cool background he was painting. Can you please move? <laughs> Please. She was like, no, I just I'm got comfortable. I'm painting this beautiful garden. <laughs> or maybe there's like a horse there in the middle and he sucks ass at horses. Yeah. Like I never could do a horse. <laughs> so if you could please stand there. Perfect. Yes. Absolutely. Here's another question. At a bonfire at a friend's house last summer, I noticed that one of the beach towels they had laid out on the chairs eerily resembled a beach towel my family used to own. I can't get it out of my head that it's the same towel. Is there any way I can try to reclaim the towel or even ask about the towel without sounding like a towel-obsessed creep? Maybe she stole it from me when we were 10, or maybe her mom got it at Costco or whatever. <laughs> but it's a good towel, and I want it back. And if she did steal it, is there an expiration date on towel theft? I think they probably don't mean expiration date. That's not the legal term, I think. Yeah. 
statute of limitations. I was going to arrest perhaps. you for murder, but it does say Best Buy 10-22-2019. Ah, Beach Tau burgled in BC, British Columbia. Yep. Um, the thing is, is there is a line. Beautiful country up there. A yeah, line of questions here that if you went even like one step too far, you're going to seem like a bonkers person. If you're yeah, like, I would say one step too far is the literal first step you might take in trying to retrieve this towel that you think your family used to have. Yeah, that's true. Because even if you said like, that's a great towel. And they're just like, this is like an old ratty towel that we've had for 10 years. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. there's lots of great towels out there. Um, and if you send, if you hit me up on my Twitter DMs, I'll, 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 I'll send you on your way towards Towel City. But maybe um, this towel has like deep, like, Emotional, emotional significance. Yeah. That was my fear as well. I remember having this when I saw uh, an old picture from a friend's house and they had the uh, this blanket on a couch in the background that was a brown and tannish sort of very intimidating large tiger design. <laughs> and then that's I remembered ours. like, hey, that's my fucking blanket. And then I realized that this blanket was a, actually a very common blanket. That a lot of that people. I'm, I, I'm hoping I'm sending people down a, a, a well right now. I did just Google it. It's the Beaterlack blanket. Uh, they they are a company who made all kinds of just sort of big cat designs. Uh, we also was, had a bear, I believe. Yeah, probably Maybe from the horses. same company. And, and and I remember seeing that, and I had a, like a full like panic. Like, what the fuck? Did you steal our incredible tiger blanket without realizing like? No, nah, there was a period where lots of people thought, like, you know, it would go really well with my living room—a very large, intimidating jungle cat. Um, so that's <laughs> possibly what has happened here as well. There's here in our home, uh, all of all of our towels are on some scale of like white, gray, dark gray, that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this one towel that is a different size than any other towel we have, and it's a dark blue. Ooh. And neither Teresa nor I know where it came from. Mm. And the only yeah, thing that's a problem. Yeah, the only thing I can assume is that somebody came to visit our home and brought their own towel <laughs> and left it. Guys. Yes. I can't with these fucking tiger blankets. I'm looking at this. <laughs> Guys, I want you to go on this trip with me. Just And this is a visual trip, but maybe we can just sort of like explain it to, to the, the squad at home. Just like, these are the, these are big ass blankets. We're talking- Give me the username one more time. Uh, B- or the, the manufacturer. Beaterlack, B-I-E-D-E-R-L-A-C-K. These are these are blankets that we have multiple of in our house, and I think lots of people did too. Ooh. And these are the biggest, most noble, most proud, <laughs> most strong jungle cats that your mind could possibly imagine. The most proud and noble jungle cat you could possibly no. This big blanket that I guess we would wrap ourselves up in to feel the big cat's strength uh, w- it was such a common thing. These big, the- powerful powerful kitties i'm now torn looking at it so i want you guys to weigh in there's two that seem very familiar to me and one is kind of like uh tigers it's like the tiger's head it's like a bust of the tiger It's just the bust of the tiger yes that reminds me a lot of like the cave of wonders from aladdin that's very much the energy he's putting out 
And then there's also one where the tiger, it looks like they're kind of walking towards the viewer. Like they're about to fuck you really up. maybe they're really surprised oh, you're they there. Oh, su- their eyes are wide and they're about to fuck you up. So let's put <laughs> that on the couch and in the den. <laughs> their mouth is kind of going, uh. uh so let's put, that uh, in the, let's put that in the little boy's bedroom to scare him so terribly. Or... Maybe that was it. I'm afraid of zombies because we just played a scary video game. Well, get under the tiger blanket. No undead creep is going to try and get you when this big, powerful jungle cat's on you. Is that the one we had, though? Which one is the one we had? It doesn't. That's that's it doesn't. That part doesn't matter. All that matters is that now all I want is a huge sinewy (gasps) beast. They did do horse blankets as well, which I also specifically remember. I believe the one of two... Is this the Rosetta Stone for like the entire, our entire sort of deal? It might be. Oh, no, that was the one we had. It was a, it looks like a mom and a cult. I'm going to order one of these. I'm going to buy one of these. These are fucking so inspiring. Uh, So, anyway, do you think it was our mom or our dad who saw, (laughs) who saw the blanket with a tiger on it? They're like, hey, honey, this fucking wolf. (laughs) Kind of really seems like a dad move. It seems like a dad move, but I don't know dad to be like a tiger or man. A blanket, gotta get or a blanket, blanket man. But mom's whole style was more like, oh, country kitchen, and here's like some red apples. You know and- what? I got. We gotta get him on the. We gotta get him on the horn. <laughs> we gotta figure. Yeah, this let's out. call dad about this big blanket. I'm gonna call dad real quick. Okay. Hold on a sec. I'm gonna text dad a picture of the blanket too, because I know his old mind. Yeah, his yeah, old yeah. mind is just. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. A little, yeah. Goo- a little gooey around the edges. Little gooey. Boy, Dad's gonna be so confused when I send him this picture of a tiger without contact. <laughs> well, what if he sees it? It's like that's a cool blanket. Oh, that's a that would be a good test. We wouldn't even need to get him on the call. I just sent it to him and asked him, "What's that do for you?" <laughs> Dad. Yes. There's no time. The tiger blanket that we had at our house. Do you remember the tiger blanket? I remember the tiger blanket very well, yes. How the hell, sorry, Carol, did the tiger blanket get into the house? How did it make its entryway? I ha- We have theories that you bought it because you thought it looked rad. My actual one that I'm going to sneak in there is maybe it was a naughty gift. That is actually something feeling kind of powerful to me now that I say it out loud. How did the, how did the tiger blanket arrive into our lives? Uh, you are correct about Nani. Ah, fuck yeah. That does feel right. But there's more, there's more to it than that. You burned it and then you had to buy a new one. No. Because you were afraid she'd find out. No, she, uh, got it because I went to Ironton High School, which was the fighting tigers. tigers. Okay. That was the last clue. That was the last piece of the puzzle. Okay. One time Nani sent us lunch meat coasters. Uh, I feel like we've talked about Nani gifts before. uh, Scented scented lunch meat coasters that smelled like the lunch meat itself. Yes. Heinous. Okay. All right. Hey, Dad, thank you so much, bud. Thank you. Bye. Okay, he's gone. Um, that That was fascinating. Yeah. That was like our cereal. That was our cereal, yeah. And we solved it way quicker than they did. <laughs> Take that. It's, it says daddy has gone away on the call, and that makes me really sad. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, let's let's cheer ourselves up with some money.
Did you list him as daddy in the in the clean yeah. feed link? Okay. Could you? Yeah. So this is fun. We're using a sort of new software to talk to each other. Maybe you've heard a, you know, an incredible, remarkable increase in the quality of the 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 show since we switched over. But I see you do have me listed as De Gooch here. <laughs> like you picked the name De Gooch for me when you added me to the to this session. Yes. I was wondering when I add people, I can I can assign them whatever name. Yeah. I so want I'm wondering to. what is. Like I'm a professional, yeah. And you, well, I got Travis at his trunk. Yeah, trunk? I, 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 I don't care for that. Trunk with an M. Trump. Trunk. Okay. And I'm Degooch. Yeah. And I do see you're listed as Justin McElroy. <laughs> I don't have anybody to come up with a fun nickname for me. Okay. Well, next time, hit me up, and maybe we'll come up with some other fun garbage words that are insulting to your adulthood. Okay, Degooch, can you uh, read our first ad? Yes, sir. Here come Degooch to read your ad. <laughs> I love it when he says it. Um, yeah, the, his trademark. <laughs> here come Degooch to tell you about DoorDash. Uh, they specifically requested Degooch to sound off on this one. Uh, DoorDash is going to get you there uh, with food to your door from restaurants. Uh, whatever you're craving, right now you can get it at your door with DoorDash. It's easy as heck to order. You just open up the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a, a contactless delivery drop-off setting. Uh, a lot of your local restaurants that maybe you're not able to get into right now or you're you're, you're not going to, trying to uh, respect social distancing uh, guidelines, you can still get delivery from them. If you go uh, open your DoorDash app, you pick your favorite local restaurant, your food will just get dropped off right there at your dang door. And right now, listeners can get five bucks off their first order of $15 or more and zero delivery fees for the first month when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BROTHER. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees for a month when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BROTHER. Don't forget, that's code BROTHER for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Hey, Justin, can I ask you a question? I love that, Trav. In your life, what would you say is the thing you're most proud of? Probably that my at least half of my children seem to be decent human beings. Okay. For me, it's a website I made using Squarespace called buttercupisaverygoodgirl.com. Uh, that's a website I made. There's just a lot of pictures of my dog. There's even like a flash game on there about how great my dog Buttercup is. And I was able to do that through Squarespace. And that's way better than any kind of kid or, I don't know, joy you get from family or anything like that. Because Squarespace can showcase your work, sell products and services of all kinds, promote your physical or online business, and more. You shouldn't be saying stuff like this. This is fucked up. It says it right there, though. I didn't write that nah, in the copy. Guys, listen, I want everybody at home to know that Squarespace didn't write that. Travis is Travis is being pretty fucked up right now, if you ask it me. It says it right there in my copy. Do you not see it? Okay. I'm just saying I and got a Squarespace a website about how much I love my uh, incredible son. And I know Justin has one also for my incredible son, because he's really very powerful. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's griffinsincrediblesun.com. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, Damn Justin, it. you Hold gotta on, stop wishing yeah. that shit into existence. If I, I, I have to get it before the show goes out, or, or I just I won't yeah. do it. Uh, and they also have analytics that help you grow in real time, uh, free and secure hosting, and nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And it comes with a full gallery of pictures of Griffin's powerful son. 
He's mighty, so, so, guys. He's so fucking strong, and he scares me with how powerful his muscles are. Um, and no matter what your website is for, if you include one picture of Griffin's powerful design, yeah, your website he, traffic will increase exponentially. Just be careful, because I did play catch with him, and he broke my collarbone. So... Go to squarespace.com slash mybrother for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code mybrother to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Hey, I'm Janet Farney, host of the JV Club podcast. Ah, oh, high school. Was it a time of adventure, romance, and discovery? Class of 95, we did it! Or a time of angst, disappointment and confusion. We're all tied together by four years of trauma at this place, but enjoy adulthood, I guess. The truth is, it was both. So join me on the JV Club podcast where I invite some great friends like Kristen Bell, Angela Kinsey, Oscar Nunez, Neil Patrick Harris, and Keegan-Michael Key to talk about high school, the good, the bad, and everything in between. My teenage mood swings are getting harder to manage. The JV Club. Find it on Maximum Fun. Uh, I got a Yahoo or yeah, was the other okay. option. Uh-huh. Can't make this theme song long enough to cover the my hover purchase. <laughs> Ty being in my personal information. God, I can't take the risk that somebody else will get it. Now it's in my cart. I want a munch. Squad. Squad. While I type in my credit card info. I want a munch. Squad. Good news, it's saved in there. I'm just clicking submit. Welcome to Munch Squad. It's a podcast within a podcast. And now we are headed into Munch Squad Flashback, as I call it, which is a a podcast within a podcast within a podcast where we talk about the oldest and greatest in brand eating. I am so excited. Oh, boy. I'm really excited about this one and i have a huge debt to kyle for uh sharing this with me um because it is god what a treat so the year i want to take you back a little bit the year is 2008 okay and it's august the, the dog days of summer august 26th uh but as the temperature is rising so uh, is the tide of rock and roll, which is experiencing a rebirth at Denny's. <laughs> Denny's Paris with rockers for new menu. Denny's is rolling out a new all-night rock star menu. Hmm. Top musicians such as, we're going to cover that in a moment, join Denny's to create the new Denny's Rockstar menu presented by Dr. Pepper. Uh-huh. Quote, we teamed up with popular bands in an out-of-the-box way to develop a menu by rock stars for our rock star guests, says Mark Schimmel, Chief Marketing and Innovation Officer for Denny's. Music and late night are part of the Denny's DNA. Denny's has been a late night destination for musicians, fans, crews, and crowds for over 50 years, so it is natural for us to have them create the meal they would most like to eat. Is the that late true? Ni- the late night diner asked four of bands, that's what it said, to cook up something special. <laughs> Wait, really? It says four of bands. <laughs> this is my favorite tarot card. Uh, to cook up something special for the Denny's t- 
10 p.m. to 5 a.m. menu. The bands, along with Denny's culinary innovation chef, Andrew Dismore, what a thrill this afternoon must have been for Andrew, invented dishes that are ideal for late-night dining with friends and groups. The new menu items created by Rockstars include Taking Back Bacon Burger Fries, created by New York-based band Taking Back Sunday. Oh. It, It combines two of the artist's favorite foods, bacon cheeseburger and loaded cheese fries. The Plain White Shake. Oh, man. <laughs> By Chicago band, The Plain White Teas. Blends whole milk, vanilla ice cream. You know, shake shit. <laughs> Heart on a Plate by California rockers, Eagles of Death Metal. Starts with heart-shaped pancakes topped with raspberry sauce, heart fudge, strawberry, hot fudge, strawberries, white chocolate chips, and whipped cream. The heart-themed entree, a tribute to their soon-to-be-released album, Heart On, Good for you, Eagles of Death Metal, is served with crispy bacon and eggs in any style. The All-American SOS brings the timeless classic and hometown favorite dish of Stillwater, Oklahoma band, the All-American Rejects, to life with hamburger, cheese, grilled onions, and gravy on top of Texas toast and hash browns. Um, Denny's is striving to appeal to the late-night crowd with a whole new vibe from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. And this is pretty, like, you want to be careful if you're going with kids at, during this time frame because in 2008 because it was pretty fucking nasty. Right. They they featured alternative music, alternative rock music playing through the restaurant and servers sporting t-shirts and jeans oh my God. instead Whoa. of the usual uniforms. What? No, 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 no. Whoa. Do the, do, the t-shirt, even... do the t-shirts at least say Denny's on them? So I do know I'm still in a Denny's. Uh, there's no way of knowing without a time machine. In keeping with this rock and roll history, Denny's is also help, it lending a helping hand to emerging bands through the Adopt a Band program. Oh, boy. Bands can enter to become a Denny's adopted band. Uh, so I this site, which is Denny'sAllNighter.com, no longer functions. But I did dip into the archive to just go ahead and see some of the bands like Cash Cash, William Control, The Sleeping, Bring Me the Horizon, Tickle Me Pink, You, Me, and Everyone We Know. Uh, we're just the Den- some of the D- Denny's sponsor bands. And this website is a blog of these, <laughs> these small bands eating in Denny's all around the nation. And they would have like a fan meetup. After a show, they just go to the local Denny's and have an after party. And there's pictures documenting people um, eating at Denny's with their fans. Damn, it's like I can taste the Warped Tour. I know. It's now here's the, I have great news for you. Okay. This promotion was so successful that they went ahead and just did another round um of of people. They did a whole other round to add to the Rockstar menu. Um some 41 <laughs> made an unnamed French toast sandwich. <laughs> huh. They didn't go with yum. Yum 41. Yum 41. It's right there. Yum 41. Some 41 stopped by to make a French toast sandwich at the lab, the food lab. Um, And miraculously, and I am so thankful to internet for this, it did so many things wrong, but somehow the comments from this February 24th, 2009 story are still alive. Rock and roll breakfast, smile. OMG, that actually looks not bad. 
<laughs> I will have to try and make something like that sometime tomorrow if I get around to it what? or nice. remember it for that matter. <laughs> Just go to Denny's. <laughs> Just go to Denny's. They make it for you at Denny's. Dang, they're creative. That looks superbly good. <laughs> cooking, <laughs> even cooking looks fun when some 41 is doing it. Oh my God. <laughs> Justin, are you going to go over the other menu uh, items well let's i will here's what I, the first thing i want to say is that taking back sunday made another one yeah <laughs> like apparently taking back sunday was so deeply into this that they just like did another one and it's called the melty grilled chicken and sausage quesadilla they're just kind of uh, giving up the conceit of yeah. making it be a part of their name also well, um, at that point, Taking Back Sunday had just bought a couple Denny's franchises, and they were just looking to be successful. They weren't really worried about the tie-in so much as they're like, "I think this will be a good meal at a fair price that people will enjoy." Boys like girls introduced a hot prime rib sandwich called the Great Egg Steak. Huh. Um, and I do. Let me just check and see if. Yes. Hoobastank serves up a burrito <laughs> with crispy chicken strips, pepper jack cheese, cheese sauce, fried onion crispers, and a hint of barbecue sauce. Uh, Serve with tortillas and a side of cheese sauce and ranch dressing. And yes, it is called the Hooburrito. I <laughs> huh. um, can I can I say something? Hey hey yeah, guys, bud. maybe unpopular opinion. I'd fuck that clean up. Yeah. Hey Hoobas hey Hoobastank? You've devised a very clever burrito there. Yeah, who knew instead of polluting the airwaves throughout the 2000s, they should have been just making, like, drunk food, apparently. I would drink this one dead sober. I mean, eat it. I would drink it, too, hard-pressed, if that's the only option available to me. Katy Perry also made a hot and cold cherry chocolate cappuccino. But how can it be hot- and cold because well, let's here- check with Katie, who said, "quote It's hot, it's cold, it's a love affair for your taste buds." Yes, but I'm no scientist. But it says here that then the maybe you should, can- but then maybe you should shut your mouth because Katie. Yeah. Because the Ms. concoction is- includes. I'm sorry, Griffin, but the concoction includes vanilla ice cream, cold hot fudge, hot. And like, French- it's right. Like I've literally just shot your whole shit down right there, Doctor Scientist Travis. But it, and French and vanilla cappuccino seems to me like if you pour hot fudge and French vanilla cappuccino over ice cream, what you end up with is a pretty room temperature drink. I will also say that it would be wild to drink coffee and then encounter cherries. Yes. There's a cherry in my coffee. That's very strange. Uh, but I guess Katie made that herself, so I'm not going to get all up on her brand about it. Um, this website, there's not like a linear into it. Maybe if, if anybody else wants to dig in there to the Denny's All Nighter archive, uh, some of our beloved listeners want to do that. Let, let us know if you find anything else good, and we'll be sure to pass that along. But uh, that is our Munch Squad. I can't, like, everybody's hurting economically uh, for sure. But it is a good way to remember that there was one point when people had, I think we'll all agree, too much money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they just had too much money. So this kind of fixed that a little bit. Made them have less. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we did have too much. I think so. Less money in this sense is is okay. I do think this is what inflation is. Okay. Uh, okay. Um. Here's a, just a quick Yahoo that several people sent in by uh, One Punch Man. Thank you. Uh. Or wait, that's who asked it. I don't want to thank them because they do ask. Um. Are are um are hippos stab proof? 
I heard uh-huh. the, I heard that hippos are close to bulletproof, so uh, they could certainly shrug off a sword attack by a human, right? Now, there's a lot posited there. Yeah. Yeah. How could something be almost bulletproof? I don't want to celebrate the idea of hurting a, uh, a beautiful hippopotamus, um, but I do enjoy the fact that they are apparently, they can't be killed with uh, bullets. There's almost like a like a almost almost. almost. <laughs> How have we measured that? I wonder. That's Did, what I'm saying. How do you quantify? Yeah. Is it like some bullets will hurt it and or, some won't, or it only hurts it a little bit? I feel like it gets shot a bunch, and then the doctor comes out and it's like, well, it was touch and go there for a while. I did think that it would survive, and then as it turns out, it did not. <laughs> it, it was very close, though. Or, it was very close. Or just a very unethical scientist lined up five hippos, shot five of them, and two died. And they're like, well, <laughs> damn. That's, I'm going to call it, that's, pr- that's, pretty, that's more bulletproof than us humans are. Um, so a sword attack. Hippos are dangerous, right? Like hippo, I, and, oh, yeah. and I don't, I do oh, not want to step it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to That's why they have them on the Disney Jungle Cruise. Um, yeah, they, yeah. And so I would argue you're not going to be able to get in there. Like you could have, you could have a lot of like incredible, sword technique you've been studying the blade and the blockchain while the rest of us were partying but i do think you get within a certain distance of a of one of these big powerful beasts and like you're just gonna that part of your brain the sword fighting part of your brain is just gonna like be completely overwhelmed by the part that makes you shit your pants and fall down and i, and I would say beast. The, the exact opposite would be true for the hippopotamus because yeah. I don't believe that the hippopotamus would see you wielding a sword and think, "Oh no, oh no, I should stay away." They would. Pr- I think in most situations, and maybe this is why hippos are so dangerous, is that they just always have the thought in their mind of like, "I'm, I got this. I'm so big. I, I'm a hungry, hungry guy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna munch that dude." Um, apparently hippo skin is very thick and quote resistant to puncture. So I guess it does come down to the sort of like sharpness. Uh, how about, let's see. No, we're going to keep talking about this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can all agree that the only way to stab a hippo is from the inside out. Oh, like uh, Ace Ventura. Fuck, I still still bust the fuck up whenever I think about that scene. Oh, it's a rhinoceros, isn't it? Yeah. You remember he climbs out yeah. the rhino's butthole and Justin, you've never seen any of uh, any movie with Jim Carrey. No, Carian. he climbs out the rhino's butthole into a hippopotamus butthole. Right. Yeah, forever, back and forth. <laughs> Justin, I do want you to do this third question before we go, because I love it a lot. Uh, uh well, we're already running long. Why well, you you know, oh, they're worth have... it, Juice. They're worth it. All right, they? all right, all right. Just for you guys, just for our beloved fans. This one's for you, the fans. When I was in third grade, my school held a writing competition. I submitted a story, and it was one of the winners. I got a $5 McDonald's gift card, and that was the last I thought of it. Until recently, when my old elementary school announced that they'd be releasing a book of all the stories that had won the competition as a way to look fondly on pre-quarantine times. The problem is, I plagiarized my story from an Encyclopedia Brown book. (laughs) I changed the names of the characters, but it was still otherwise exactly the same. (laughs) 
Thesaurus Green <laughs> was reckless and thought of nothing of the consequences. But now I'm afraid the story will be released and everybody will see what a fraud I am. How do I stop my story from being released without raising suspicion? That's from Plagiarist in Pennsylvania. <sighs> Holy shit. I'm going to see if Donald J. Sobel's still alive. <laughs> if he's been dead for seven years, technically, I think you can't plagiarize him anymore. Pretty sure that's how copyright law works. Ah, uh, but you're uh, not thinking about the expiration of the crime, Griffin. Hey, great news. Donald J. Sobel is dead. No, wait, eight years ago. So it's, okay, that's More money, fine. Baby. That's, so that's fine. Legally, you're in the clear. Let's talk about ethics and morals. Yeah, I, I think that, that is actually not great news that Donald J. Sobel no, no, it's it's quite not bad. dead. Yeah, I'm it's sorry not... I phrased it the way. I don't want people to take that out of context. Ooh, listen, you're about to have a great shame brought <laughs> upon your house. And I don't know, mm -hmm. like, what else to say. Like, there's no way to get around that. Like, you can't go to the school and hack into the transcript. Like, you can't, there's that, that ship has sailed. You fucked up so bad so long ago, and there's no way to put more English on the ball. Could you blame it on Donald J. Sobel and say that he must have gotten a hold of your rough draft and published it? Interesting. Stealing okay, your yeah. story. Yeah, and you're going to have to. This isn't great. Listen, I love Encyclopedia Brown. I love Donald J. Sobel. I hate to. But I'm saying you could pin it on him. Yeah. That would be a real Bugs Meany thing to do, though. <laughs> I think that. If you do plant, and God, I really don't want to besmirch this dude's name, but if you do plant the $5 McDonald's gift card in his desk, it's going to be a confusing clue. But the police, I think, any any detective worth their salt is going to find that and, you know, figure out the, the, the frame that you're putting together here. You're probably going to have to fake your own death. <laughs> yeah, it's over free. Yeah, that's a good note, Trav. <laughs> it's probably time, no matter what you do, to start taking stock of your life as it is now yeah. and start sort of wrapping up some of your affairs um, because your life won't really resemble what you know right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'll mm -hmm. be a very different life that you'll be leading. Um, and I think that it's good to be prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> good idea. That excites me on a very personal level. Uh, okay. You should email your teacher and be like, oh, that's great. I've actually done a few edits uh, to the to my, uh, to my that draft. And I think, <laughs> I've been honestly, working on it for the last 20 years. Yeah, and I think it'd be honestly pretty fucked up for you to put out my first draft of it. And here's a new version of it. And your new version of it could be a completely different thing. Now, what excites me is I would love to take another pass at Grant Andrews Kid Cop. I've had some ideas about Grant Andrews Kid Cop that I think could really flesh out the lore. I would probably remove all of the references to Jet Moto, a very unsuccessful PlayStation 1 era uh, racing game. That one can mm -hmm. probably hit the bricks. This is going to get you out of the scrape, but it's also going to allow you to punch up your your work. Although, actually, your work was stolen, so you, you will maybe make it worse. Definitely make it worse. There's no question about that. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. Uh, we we uh, are sure happy that you're with us. We know that podcast listening time is uh, is a bit cattywampus right now. So we we very much appreciate that you've carved out the time to to experience our program. We wrote a book with our dad. It's called The Adventure Zone: Pedals to the Metal. It comes out in July. You can pre-order it now at theadventurezonecomic.com. Uh, we have merchandise. We have our summer stickers. If you want to buy some of those. McElroyMerch.com. 
We got some fun stuff there if you want that. Uh, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters Mm. for the use of our theme song It's a Departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed, uh, which you can go listen to at any time and no one can stop you. And uh, also Max (laughs) Pum (laughs) Fun. What? Max Pun Fun. Max Pun Fun. Max Pun Fun. Oh, you know what? I will plug something. Uh, Griffin and I make a video series called Monster Factory. If you've never watched it, it's on our YouTube channel. Just search YouTube for it. Um, and uh, I, I think our new one's really funny. It just came out last week. So if you want to uh, watch it, it's it's based on Dark Souls 3. It's an adaptation of Dark Souls 3. I enjoyed it. I watched it. I watched every. I also listened to Besties, the video okay. game podcast that Justin and, and Griffin do, along with Russ Freshdick and Chris Plant. Uh, which is a Spotify original that I enjoy very much. And I listen to as soon as each episode comes out, though I have many feelings on the Bioshock episode that we will talk about off, off yeah, mic. We'll, we'll, we'll unpack that later. Uh, uh, I also wanted to say, uh, coming up on June 6th at 1 p.m. Eastern time, uh, I am going to be doing a live stream Dungeons & Dragons session uh, along with Will Rowland, Alex Boniello, uh, and Andrew Barth Feldman, who you may recognize from Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway, as well as Matthew Mercer, Erica Ishii, and Satine Phoenix, who you might recognize from the world of uh, actual play podcasts. Uh, we're going to be playing D&D and raising money for the Actors Fund, as well as Feeding America, and I'm going to be DMing. Uh, you can watch that. It's going to be on a Twitch channel. So the whole thing is called Supporting Roles. Uh, R-O-L-L-S, and you're going to be able to watch it on our Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash supporting roles, and you can go donate now uh, if you go to bit.ly slash supporting IGG, all lowercase, Uh, and that's our Indiegogo, and there are some reward levels there, like you can name NPCs, you can name the tavern we meet at, you can like spring surprise monsters on the players, you can give them magical items, all kinds of stuff. Uh, or you could just like donate if you wanted to. So go check that out. Uh, and that's going to, once again, be June 6th, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Cool. Uh, I would love to read a final Yahoo, but I have just actually found a link to a recipe recreating the Denny's Who Burrito re- uh, uh, experience. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I wish. Can I just read that? Like, I could take a passage just reading that and see. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So you're gonna need a half cup of chicken breast, and you're gonna want that to be shredded up. Uh, You're gonna need some cheese. It just says cheese sauce. This doesn't seem like a very good recipe. I'll get back to y'all. We'll come up with our own (laughs) Who Burrito recipe and get back to y'all. But here is another. uh, This one's a real Yahoo that was sent in by Paul. Thanks, Paul. It's from Yahoo Answers user ASAP, who asks, "Is it true?" that dogs lick us because we have bones inside of us that they want to eat. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been My Brother, My Brother, May Kiss Your Dad, Square on the Lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. Judge John Hodgman won a Webby in the comedy podcast category. After 10 years of production, Judge John Hodgman has finally won. 
the Susan Lucci of the Webbies. What is Judge John Hodgman? Comedy writer and television personality John Hodgman settles disputes between friends, family, co-workers, partners, and more. Is Machine Gun a robot? Should a grown adult tell his parents about his tattoos? Should a family be compelled to wear matching outfits on vacation? Listen to Judge John Hodgman to find out the answers to these age-old disputes and more. If you haven't listened to Judge John Hodgman, now is a great time to start. Judge John Hodgman is available on MaximumFun.org and wherever you get your podcasts.